Remember when you first said I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We are Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. So this is not the latest that we've ever recorded a podcast because we do have a few of the bedroom confessionals. Yes, we do. Um, we have the one where we got lost driving to Nashville. That might be our latest podcast we ever recorded. That was middle of the night. It was middle of the night. But the reason that we actually are at home in our podcasting studio, which is my office, former kids playroom, for those that are taking notes, is that uh, we had had the uh, fun journey, fun experience, something we've been trying to plan for months, it feels like. Mm-hmm. To bring on some of our favorite friends and guests, John and Jenny Acuff. If you don't know who John Acuff is, where have you been living? Not on Twitter. You've <laughs> not, not on been on Twitter. Twitter. No, uh, so John is a speaker, author, and I would say a master Twitterer, but uh, just one of the most wittiest individuals I've ever met. Like, just can just say one thing after another after another that just you haven't even like fully laughed at the one thing that he just said and he's already on to the next thing. True. But it's just natural for him. And what, um, well, I'll tell you why. I am going to say, and you love Jenny just because she just tells it how it is. She's just very real. And I think when you first discovered John, you met him at a conference. He saw him speak. It was that she almost saw us in them. You know, John's the dreamer. He's the wower. Jenny's, the, I guess, more the realist. She's the hower. And you just always kind of like looked as as just, I guess, kind of us comparing this to them and how we live life together in our marriage and me and my big dreams and all the crazy ideas that I have. Well, and I also could really just tell by, and I see, I say this in the interview, but I could tell by the way that he spoke about her, about his wife, that he loved her and that he genuinely was like, really intentional about his marriage. And so I'm always interested when people show that much compassion and love for their spouse, like when their spouse isn't there. It's always intriguing to me because I'm like, it, it just, I feel like when you do that, like, okay, that's a stand up guy, right? You know? Yeah. And so that was just my first impression of John. And I think is what intrigued me to want to meet and get to know Ginny. And so, you know, we, I heard John speak a couple of times at conferences and then we were able to go to a conference and then I was able to meet Jenny and then, yeah, we just became friends. And I think I, I want to say this because this is something that John said that I think kind of sums up what we're trying to say, but This is a quote from John, and he said, Early on, I realized that if you don't add your spouse to your dream, you aren't likely to achieve it. And so I think that's just, I mean, that's what I saw in him, even when he spoke, even though maybe she wasn't there, is that she was very much included in his dreams and that their marriage was something that they did together. You know, his dream wasn't separate from their marriage. Yeah, I think something like for me personally, like I I feel like when I look back earlier on, on our marriage, like I had my dreams and I had these big dreams where you weren't really included. And sometimes I felt as if you might be holding me back. And and I realize now, like, with if that was just my dream, they weren't our dreams, they weren't like our family's dreams, then why am I doing this? You know, if I'm doing it for our family, then why aren't you on board? So it's just to hear John, like, say that. 
it's just powerful stuff, right? I think a lot of couples get into that that trap of they want to chase their dreams, they want to do their thing, and if their spouse is on board, then you kind of turn your back on each other, and it's just it's just not the way marriage is supposed to be. So I love that you shared that quote, and I will just say that if you are in a spot listening to this podcast where you can't laugh out loud, or if you're going to interrupt people around you that are working or trying to be quiet, just be forewarned that you are going to laugh because John had his really pretty much the entire podcast. Actually, and Jenny had some really good things too. Yeah, they're both pretty funny. It was fun to see the dynamic uh, between the two. So without further ado, here is John and Jenny Acuff. No, so this is uh, something that we've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, John and Jenny Acuff, who live in Nashville, we got to swim in their neighborhood pool. And they bought a barbecue that had a lot of flies on it, but we appreciated the effort. <laughs> totally appreciated the effort. Yeah. Uh, it was July. Yeah, and your son told me scientific facts he made up about flies. That he, <laughs> he said principal told him. Like, that kid lied so fast. <laughs> like, who said that? And he was like, Joey Appleton? Like, whatever the principal's name is. <laughs> As if the principal had seen your son and been like, let me tell you a fact about fly feces. <laughs> we still talk about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good time. So Mandy got a chance to meet you at a blogger conference. I think it was Blizdom in Dallas, I believe. And she kept talking about this guy named John Acuff that doesn't have an H in his name. Like, who spells her name John, like, with no H? But she's about this great speaker and author and how she mentioned, I think that was you had the hower and the wower, I think that concept. And, like, she was really intrigued because at that time she looked at me as the wower, her the hower. So, I mean, she wanted to get to know you more, but she was more interested to meet Jenny, because she's like, I want to talk to this woman because how does she live with a guy that has the big dreamer and is the wower and, you know, how she deals with that. So that kind of just began this process of wanting to get to meet you guys. And then we got to meet you in, I think it was Nashville, at a conference that you put on. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, we were talking about that because I believe, what's that? How long ago was 2013, that? 2013, fall. Fall 2013. And so I think we had our badges and you had like our names and then we had to write like goal was, I don't know if it was the goal of the conference or the goal of. Yeah. We can't remember like what the badge said, but it was like, my name is, and then like my goal is or something. Do you remember John, what the badge said? I think it said my name is and my dream is. Oh, okay. Yeah. This makes it even worse then. Ask me about your dream. Like there were shirts. That was kind of the theme. So Mandy wrote on hers. Yeah, so I said, my name is Mandy Rose, and my dream is to meet Jenny A. Cuff. <laughs> I know, I was like, I have to meet her. And then you did the half marathon. We did a half marathon together. Yes, we did. That was my first and only one so far. Because <laughs> Jenny of us did it. You didn't, Jeff didn't do it. I no, I, I was eating at, uh, what's the breakfast place downtown, eating uh, French uh, toast pink, with peanut butter. Puckets. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but you like to do races where you have like a... 80 pound backpack on and people are hitting you with blow guns and stuff or getting electrocuted or you know those yeah. that those are that's my jam oh, <laughs> we'll stick to the walking miles straight like who that's boring <laughs> i almost died doing the half but it was hot it was, it was, hot. was, it was tough but yeah so well, i actually think that that conference was we won tickets to that conference and so that's the only reason we were at your conference. If we, yeah, we would have came. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm basically saying I wouldn't have come. No. We wouldn't have spent money. 
I know you don't, Manny. I know funds are low with your trophy <laughs> shelf that you're constantly building behind you. Hey, no, listen. I was gonna say it was because we were driving traffic to your book site. Remember that was the contest. So it wasn't just any contest. It was like it really well. <laughs> I didn't win. I'm just saying I didn't win. Second, I got I know and won. Yeah, I, I know you brought her on stage. I was a little bitter, but. <laughs> well, Next time. We're going to do another one, I think, next fall. Are you? Probably. Not exactly like that, but similar. <laughs> you totally should. I'm coming on stage. <laughs> Done. Awesome. So that was our introduction. How was that? <laughs> you guys have questions you wrote down? Like, Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Maybe their style is they go off the cuff the whole time. That's what I would do. Yeah. Is that like a play on words there? You like that? Yeah. Play? Yeah. I'm just, I'm workshopping it. <laughs> it's no. hard to focus when you're so funny. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I heard Jenny just sighed as you said that. It's like, <laughs> it's my cross. <laughs> we just thought it would be a lot of fun because we found a lot of similarities in your marriage and just how we work and but at least that's outside looking in what we kind of assumed. So we were just excited to learn more about how you've been able to make it work. Uh, you've got two daughters that are now, when we met them, they were young and now they're probably taller than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ellie's on her way. Ellie's really close to passing us. But we always talk about them because you guys always, it, we always talk about couples that seem like they like each other. Like every couple on a base level, you're like, oh, they love each other. But like, not everybody, not likes, everybody likes to spend time with each other. Like, we both know couples that can't vacation alone. It's like we have 19 people distracting us <laughs> from the quiet death inside. Like, and you guys, especially like dance videos, we always joke about yeah. that. Like, you guys do funny dance videos together, or like exercise. Wasn't there one where uh, they, you it was like exercise videos? It's like a hip hop. Yeah. yeah, it just <laughs> looks like you have fun together, and that's yeah. unfortunately unique. Yeah. Right. Rare. Yeah. Well, I think that's what attracted us to you guys as well. Because, John, the first time you spoke, I remember thinking, like, you were amazing and motivational and funny. But it was like the way that you talked about Jenny was what really, like, attracted me to just your whole entire speech. It was like, I could tell that you genuinely, like, loved her and, like, wanted to be around her. And I think that is rare, especially, like, at least among, you know, the people that we know. It is rare these days to actually like be friends and like to hang out and have fun together. And so, yeah, 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 totally. Totally. There's not, I don't feel like it's not an escape thing. Well, and I, when I figure out that they don't like each other, we go and find other friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jenny has very little room in, for drama in her life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. You have to weed them out. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty quick. All right. So, so just some quick stats. So you've been married for 15 years. Is that correct? 15, yeah. 15 April years. April will be 16. April will be 16, yeah. And you have two daughters. How old are they again? 13 and 11. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I remember I met them and they were like Parker's age or younger. It's just time yeah. to die. It goes, it goes by quickly. So 15 years, two daughters. So I think, I don't know if we even know the story yet, but we would love to hear how you two first met, how it all began. Go ahead. <laughs> It's a good story. It's not a bad story. Why'd you look at me like that? Well, I'm looking at your desk and it's reminding me. So I had a job, like an internship, when I was after my junior year in college. And the first week I started, 
was jo- John worked there as well. He was on. I was um, like a hot, young, handsome copywriter, like a madman kind of vibe. <laughs> but go on. But he was wearing terry cloth shirts. <laughs> it's a very breathable fabric. It's like a towel you wear. Why wouldn't I? Get, <laughs> duh. So the first week that I started, John had just graduated from college, and he was home for that week. And I sat at his desk, and it was the messiest desk I have ever seen. And <laughs> I remember yeah. sitting there going, who is this person? And, like, what is all this? And, <laughs> and we, did, we did a project together. We did a project together. That wouldn't have happened if Jenny hadn't have helped. And then we started dating maybe six months or eight months later. We knew mm-hmm. each other working for a while. And then, I don't know, it just kind of progressed. Yeah. yeah. We did long distance for like a year. John moved after we knew each other for maybe six or eight months. And then John moved back to New England. The first of many unexplained job changes. Yeah. I, I don't know if you knew that. I used to jump around a lot. <laughs> but now I work somewhere I can't quit for me. It's terrible. I was going to say, is that good or bad, right? <laughs> Both. It's a medley. It's a potpourri. <laughs> Anyway, he moved back to New England. We continued to date. I went to graduate school, and we got married about yeah. two years later, three years later. But we went to the same college. We never saw each other. We never other. saw each other. Like, we even realized we had a class, a small class. We were in the same department in a small university. Like a small major in a small college, so. But we didn't know each other. Because That's he was kind of... Thank well, God. Because he was... I was such an idiot. I was really into raves. <laughs> So, and I was not into people that were into raves. Yeah, you, you were really that. into that. Like, really? That's you really were. I need to write that in a book. <laughs> Maybe current one. Uh, yeah, I was super into like glowing clothes and like reflective. He was wearing. Remember, Terry? Like, not then. Not at a rave. That's too sweaty. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about underground raves. <laughs> and neither do I. But this is very interesting. I would not have pegged you as the former rave goer. What does that? What does that have to do with it? Nobody, <laughs> nobody says that about ravers. Being <laughs> rebellious, she's saying she didn't, uh, she didn't okay. picture you that way. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so was it like you met Jenny and then all of a sudden she kind of put you yeah, on the straight she, and narrow, or what? <laughs> no, I mean you had you weren't that way, but the time no, I, I knew you, I was out. I was like I had cleaned up my act, mm-hmm. so. Not his desk, but his back. Yeah. Stein probably had a messy closet, too. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it was like food. Wasn't your degree in construction something? So my first degree was in um, photojournalism. Okay. Do you know that old pattern people do? Undergrad <laughs> photojournalism, masters in construction management. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, talk about the first few years of your marriage, because I think that's the interesting part for a lot of people, especially a lot of our listeners are newly married. And so were there any unexpected things that happened to you maybe at the beginning of your marriage? We were bad at it. I think it was perfect. Why? I want to set a high expectation and a high bar for all these young marrieds. No, like, you don't know how to be married. I wish you could take your honeymoon like seven years in, because it's wasted on stupid newlyweds that like, you don't even know how to vacation together. No. Like, you're terrible at vacation when you're young married. So, I don't think we knew how to be honest with each other. Well, but we didn't even... We didn't know that you had to learn how to be married. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no, it does. Yeah. I think Steve both came from whole families with pretty healthy marriages and both of our families. Mm-hmm. And so I think we both thought that, oh, yeah, we can do this. Just kind of yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think. No, it was hard. First five were hard. Yeah. Definitely. We were in New England. So cold. it was cold and dark. Yep. Far from family. Yeah. Which, I mean, th- that was good. Yeah, it helped us bond as a unit. But yeah, I mean, like, I just think about all this, like, I don't remember ever eating at a table when we lived in Boston. Like, we must have sat in front of the television and eaten the entire time. (laughs) We had the most freedom without kids, and we didn't use it. Like, you're just, you're useless. No offense to anyone who's recently married. I'm sure your marriage is beautiful. Um, (laughs) But for the most part... Well, well maybe the millennials know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a sentence I've heard a lot. I've heard <laughs> the experts all say. The but they know how to, like, like travel. <laughs> yeah. They know how to feel like they deserve to travel. Okay. You shouldn't insult their audience. That's fine. <laughs> their, their, their audience is probably like, what is it, like 24 to 34-year-olds? 25 to 45. Yeah, I mean. I think most of them have, yeah. like, two, two, three kids. I mean, based on. How old are you, Jeff? I am 38. You're my age-ish. 40? That's the same genre. What is he? <laughs> I'm going to do a, a pod, podcast. I'm just not going to tell you. I'm just going to film it and have conversations with you. And then, like, your friends will be like, I love the episode. And you won't know what's going on. We just, the Truman Show, that's why he's saying that. No, because I'm saying it's because you won't write your book already. But please continue with your questions. Man. Oh, yeah. Weren't you writing a book? She you, was never. So why don't you explain that? She was never writing a book. I thought she should, so I thought I'd prompt her by announcing the existence or possible existence of this book. People went crazy for it. So we still get you. asked about it everywhere we go. It's a great <laughs> concept. We're probably going to do a video course. <laughs> We're going to write it. <laughs> Fine, but it's still helpful because people either. But the dreamer gave me like. A task that maybe that she hadn't like- asked for made her look lazy. It was terrible. But I'll say this: the reason to be good is that it'd be funny, and very few people are honest about their marriage. They pin- they do like Instagram marriages. Like we could be real. I would read it. I'd buy it. I think sure. you could move some units. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. So she never really had an interest in writing the book, and then you wrote that blog post. Saying that she had a book in her. I hold on. I wrote like thirty thousand words. I wrote longer than most ebooks. So like the thing exists and it's is just terrible. You haven't even read it. I'm her ghostwriter. I feel like you're gonna have to edit all of this out. Because you're this is go let next question please. Dude, I, I love that. I mean, just because I think about that's the epitome of I feel like you guys are like, it's so weird. The fish was in water. Of course I did that. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I just give you respect because like, I feel like I would have done the exact same thing. I feel like there's so many projects. I mean, our initial joint project was called Dollars and Roses, which was showing people how to make money online. Like that was my idea. And I said, hey, let's do that together. Oh, by the way, your picture's on the site. And, I'm and you didn't like it? No, that's why we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> it was horrible. For like what? Almost two years. He was dragging me along that in that dream for a couple of years. That was bad. It's a marriage really- fail. Yeah. 
I can't tell you how many times that we got in an argument. Like if we recorded 35 podcasts, we had 35 fights. Actually, maybe 70 because we had one before and one afterwards. You just spanked it right in the middle. That's great. Once we recorded, we were good. (laughs) Well, we interviewed people every time. Oh, yeah. Who's been your most famous interviewer on any podcast you've ever done? The person you've interviewed. Most famous. Probably, this is kind of cheating, but we just did Michael and Gil Hyatt here recently. Uh Yeah, so that's a big was fun. That's not cheating. Well, I was in like you know inner circle, so I don't know if I you know I don't know. No, it counts. Bad verb. Bad verb. Yeah, like that was probably my the one I liked the most so far. It was it was really good. Just yeah, hear, I mean, thirty eight years, five daughters, and just to hear just He's done it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a lot of good insight. But we're excited about you guys too. Yeah. So that that was our best interview. Yeah. Now. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to you guys. You guys are good stuff, so we're excited that you're here. Let's not talk about them, John. Let's talk about you. <laughs> I'm curious, when you talk about like that first five years when you know that you, you didn't know how to be married, there are so many instances that we can think of, and I always remember the one where Mandy threw a fork at me, <laughs> and she hit my foot, like my ankle bone, because I don't even remember why. That's the best part. It like really hurt though. It was like a really thick fork. And then that was just like one now reflecting back funny example of like our, our first five years. Was there any specific thing that you remember? Like, wow, like that was us in that first five years was, or just, just little things that you can reflect back and just think, Oh wow. Okay. Now I get it. I think it's more about what I can't remember. You know, like, like saying like, I have no recollection of ever eating dinner together. Like at, at the, the table, at the table mm-hmm. in our apartment that we lived in for the first three years, other than when we had guests. And now we do it all the time. Yeah, even if our kids weren't there, we would eat. We wouldn't eat dinner in front of the television. No, that makes no sense. But like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but we must have. Like, or even going to restaurants a bunch. Like we didn't go a bunch. Well, we had the money. Yeah, I mean, we had like we had more that I know, but we lived in Boston. It was yeah. expensive. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't. I don't think about. I don't know. I guess I could think of like group family vacations where like we would have arguments because like with the kids there, I was like, all right, see you guys later. Well, we hadn't figured that part out yet. The like, you know how you bring your own normal and he brought his own normal. And it took us a long time to really figure out, Oh, but he sees in the vacation is totally different. Yeah. Like that, that takes a long time to kind of get down to those layers where you're like, Oh, that's why we're arguing when we vacation with your parents. Cause I like to vacation the four. Yeah, Jenny likes to go to the beach at like 4 a.m. and leave at like midnight. (laughs) Just like the pool. Yeah, and he would like go watch a movie in the middle of the afternoon. Planet of the Apes marathon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we did. Yeah, you just have to figure that out. Yeah, Yeah. you have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fairies. That was one of our very first fights. Oh yeah, that like magic fairies don't clean the house. Like he's just proposed to me. Mm-hmm. We're magical. I, like, we've gone to the beach with his family. He's proposed to mm-hmm. me that week. It's the end of the week. There's like a lot of us. Yeah, ten or twelve of us in a house. We're packing up to drive back to Boston from North Carolina, and John and his <laughs> brothers are all sitting on the couch watching television. Well, his mother and his father and myself are putting the stuff in the cars. <laughs> uh, I feel like you were cleaning the house, which I was like, that's what the people we paid to clean the house do. <laughs> and he was like, there's not any magic fairies that are going to clean this house. So that became a running theme. Yeah. 
Yeah. He believed in magic fairies. And then my brother, his wife was like, you do too. And my brother was like, no, I don't. She was like, where do you think toothpaste comes from? <laughs> then I was like, oh yeah, I've never purchased toothpaste. <laughs> oh my goodness. You had a really good mom or magic fairy. Yeah. Magic fairy. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's funny. I thought about that in a while. Yeah. But I mean, that was. That yeah. That was typified it. Typified. Yeah. What, what that typified the first five years. Okay. That kind of figuring that Expectations. Expectations. Yeah. I had read that you guys had seeked counseling at the beginning of your marriage. And so something that you had said about one of your first sessions that I thought was pretty funny was that said that your counselor said, John and Jenny, you both have tremendous insight into John. And so I guess it was John wasn't creating a space for Jenny to be Jenny, according to the counselor. So tell us kind of how coming to that realization strengthened your marriage or maybe changed the direction of where you were going. I would say I had a different counselor because been many said that what every man wants to know is that he's enough and every woman wants to know she's not too much. And what that means is that like the man, his masculinity, whatever, the woman, not too much in a sense, she can be as big and as beautiful and as powerful. And the man isn't threatened by that or intimidated by that. And you see that dynamic. So I feel like that with Jenny going like, I'm really strong and independent and smart and creative and I want to be every bit of that and I need to be every bit of that in the context of the marriage. And, and you not to feel less. Or threatened, threatened or, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it was, I mean, that's how I Yeah, it. exactly. Um, that took a lot of time. To like, yeah. Well, but it's, it's like if you grew up and if your understanding of marriage was the husband's the superstar, the wife's the cheerleader. So like her job is to say rah, rah, rah. Like when she starts to criticize something, you go, wait a second. No, like you say, you're great. You're amazing. So like even like sharing stuff I wrote with Jenny, it was a, like I couldn't take any feedback from her. And you see a lot of marriages like that. So mm-hmm. that was a process. And now like, I mean, like if you're going to let me read it, like I'm a truth teller. So like yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. <laughs> So like, is, and you married me, so. This is where it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, you know, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To- totally unrelated, but kind of related. But John, do you ever like put on an outfit and maybe you're trying on some shoes or a jacket and you go to ask Jenny for her, what she thinks and like, you think that it looks good and she's like, no. And you're just like, it just, it just kills you. No. <laughs> it- I was going to say, it's more like the shoe. Like, he'll put on one shoe, two different shoes, like on one on the left and one on the right. And he'll be like, which shoes do you like? And he already knows which ones he likes. And so I'll probably say, like, left. And he'll be like, what's wrong with the right foot? And I'm like, if you wanted the right foot, why are you even asking me about the left foot then? No, I guess for me, I mean, Jenny occasionally at the end of a day will go, did you wear that all day? And I'm like, (laughs) well, of course. Like, I didn't change, like, after lunch. Or is that what you were wearing? But she'll say now, like, that shirt is a great around-the-house shirt. Or, like, which is, like, don't. Like, right? it, it doesn't fit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or it's tired. You know, like, it's been washed too many times. Or, but I would say more, like, I know I have no fashion sense. So. No, it's terrible. It's like, I don't buy my own clothes. Like, I wear black T-shirts most of the time because I'm like, ah, it's a black T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I would never ask her for her opinion in the sense of, if it's in my closet, I've already gotten that opinion. Like, I know the shirt's already passed the door test. It got in our house. So, <laughs> well, like, I bought it. Yeah, yeah, Jenny bought it. Like, she'll go, like, here's five new shirts, and then I'll go, great, okay. I just so don't care about it. Yeah, you're not that picky. I like that. 
No. Noted. Well, it's not sticky. It's not detailed. I'm not detailed. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not something that lands on your radar. No. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Is there still any terry cloth in that closet? No. no, I, no I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it was orange or green. I can't remember. There was orange. It was great. I mean, like like a towel. I'm not kidding. No, but that was before I had somebody helping me pick clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he bought his own clothes. And navy blue, like, like, not even navy, like, blue penny loafers. Yeah. And, uh, remember, remember the drawstring <laughs> and, khakis? And they were, like, a size too big, you know? Like, I didn't buy the right size either. I'm like, women <laughs> bras need to talk. I've seen that show on Oprah. Like, no woman in the history of womanhood has purchased the right size. No. <laughs> but it's you. <laughs> Do we really want to have the bra no, versus shoe no, argument? No. <laughs> that that might mean you have to have another counseling session or something. Kids at home. Uh-huh. You know, something with counseling, like you might not know this, but I mean, Manny and I, we've been to counseling several times over our marriage. First time was when I got back from Iraq. A second time was two years after that, I think. And then even in the last two years, like two years ago, we went to counseling. And then just this past November, we had a... um a marriage retreat, which not only counseling was like group counseling. So I mean, like we're huge advocates for it. I mean, every time that we have gone, I'll say the first time was very, I mean, we both felt like, wow, like we can't make this work. Like everyone else has a good marriage and you know, we're failing at this. Like we can do, we can succeed anything else, but except our marriage. I mean, and I remember the counselor we went to, like you could park in the back and you know, off like the main street. So people didn't have to know that you were there. And we just were trying to be very covert about it. But I know, like, we see this a lot within our uh, our Facebook group where we recognize there are people that need counseling, and many of them just have this, I think, the same belief that, you know, they're failing, that it's to admit that admit, they're showing weakness or they're showing that they just can't make it work. How did you both come to that realization, okay, yes, we, it would be good for us to go? I mean, was that a major hurdle for you to both overcome? I was an individual at that point, so... Huh. Like, like I, was yeah, already, I mean, John's I, been going to counseling, like, always. Always. <laughs> I mean, it's just, he's a writer. You need to be in counseling. There's counseling tests you'll take, and they'll say, have, one of the questions will be, have you ever thought you could be a stand-up comedian? And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I've thought that. <laughs> like, how busted is your career that that's a question? Like, on, like. On a psych test. Like, but, like, are you crazy? No, so I was already <laughs> yeah. going to individual. Like, yeah. so that wasn't. And plus, I don't know. Like, that's part of my life. There's other parts of my life that I'm more private about. But for that part, like. I mean, John. <laughs> but he, I know. What, that I like to talk, have somebody. I'm paying to have an audience. I knew this was Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. That was a conversation. That- about me. <laughs> It's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> this is, we'll cover this on our podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, so I don't, yeah, I know that there's that stigma and I think it's how you grew up. And I think you add a faith element where it's like, oh, we should pray our problems away, which is just ridiculous. Um, I mean, that, yeah, like you can pray, but you yeah. also need to be against like, So I don't, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of, and there's still, I guess, some stick. I guess it depends on the community you're in. If you're surrounded by fake people, they'd be threatened by counseling. But I think for the most part. Well, and it's just like, just going and finding one is weird. Yeah, because you could have some weirdo. Like, like 
you have to find it via relationship. You can't go to like Google. Yeah. <laughs> True. Well, okay. So since we're on the topic of John, then let's talk about John. Cause I think a lot of people want to know, you know, John is a motivational speaker and travels a lot. I don't know how much you're still traveling, but I think a lot of people are interested in how you make that work, especially Jenny, just having him be such a dreamer and be gone all the time um, and be speaking and doing all of these things. Like how does that work with your marriage? Because we know how it works when he's speaking. It's amazing, but we don't know behind the scenes what happens in your marriage. And so I think a lot of people are interested in how you make that work. Could you answer that maybe like in two different stages, maybe like, cause you have like the beginning stage where he's still trying to figure out who he's going to be and wants to be. And, you know, I, I recall, I think in one of your books, you talk about going to speak and he spoke for free a lot, you know, just to get your name out there and get that experience. And, and I know that Jenny, you mentioned that uh, at a live Q and A, where somebody asked like, "How does one validate a dream?" And you said, "Well, income would be good," you know. So in those beginning stages where there wasn't income, you know, where I know I've been in that same situation where you're just basically throwing spaghetti against a wall and hoping things are going to stick. So there's that beginning stage of finding, trying to figure out what that's going to be, and then how that's grown over the years. Well, I would say the beginning. I mean, the age of your children matter. You yeah. know, significantly on how you feel about your spouse, Robin. Yeah. I mean, if you have toddlers, it's a different story. Yeah. Cause I mean, like you need another human to do that with you. Sure. But I would say for us, like John really had kind of, by the time we were in our early thirties, we knew that he was kind of at the end of his career path in corporate kind of mm-hmm. America. Like he, you know, he it was a corporate writer. He worked for a bunch of different big companies but he would get to the top of the ladder very quickly. And then there wasn't anywhere else for him to go unless he wanted to be a manager and he didn't. And so I think for me, knowing that he, we were kind of like at 32, I was thinking, Oh gosh, what are we going to do? He's kind of done. Yeah. So that made it easier, you know, yeah, because and- he was looking for other things to do. And I knew that that was him trying to find a new career path. And I knew that we needed, you know, a different path, you know, long term. And so I, that think, made it I think, too, being on our own, we control the travel. Like it's, <laughs> it's a different story when you're a consultant and you work for somebody, you work for somebody and they go, hey, your new project, you, you live in Illinois, but your new project's in Pittsburgh. So Monday through Thursday, you're in Pittsburgh for the next three months. Like. That's really tough where we like we get to say now at the stage of our career, like I'll be off all of December, like most of January. So I'll speak one time in those two months. So we know September, October, November, like football season. But we, I took five weeks off this summer and I know I never had a corporate job where I could say, hey, going to take five weeks off. You couldn't do that. Like I had 12 days a year of vacation. So it's I, very, his work is very seasonal. Yeah. So. But, but you'll also go, Jenny will say, you don't want to do that. Like you don't want to speak in North Dakota in February. Like that would suck. And I'll go, Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> she'll go, we don't need that money. Like that's fall break. Like what's the point if we're not going to have fun? Like, so Jenny's really good. More of a workaholic. She's really good at going like, you should take all of July off. And I'll go, all right. And he's really stressed about taking the month off. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but I do it out of love. Jenny's a full cup wife. That's the other thing. Like, I've been very fortunate to have a wife that's whole. And by that, I mean, she's not 
I have friends that like if they go out of town for 45 minutes to like a Taco Bell, their wife is like, it was the longest 45 minutes of my life and we need to go to counseling. So we're like, Jenny, one of the smartest things you've ever said, I need to put this in a book, is I was going out of town. I was telling the kids, I'm so sorry I'll be gone. You were like, you're giving them your guilt and shame to hold because you don't want to hold it. And what you realize if you're a business traveler he asks this question all the time. It's, I mean, you're doing like, you ask like children all the time. Yeah. So I asked, I, I drove the kids to school today. I asked a seventh grader whose dad I know is traveling cause he couldn't drive me today. So I did. I said, Hey, where's your dad? She goes, I don't know. I was <laughs> like, what state? I don't know. When's he getting back? I don't know. And so like kids won't feel fear and sadness unless a parent creates that dynamic then goes here, you hold this sadness of me being gone. A kid will roll with it and go, Awesome. I'll see you Tuesday, dad. I don't even really know what Tuesday is, but I'll see you then. And like your kid will do that. The bad thing is when business travelers create a sad environment because they want to feel missed. They don't want to be the only one carrying the guilt. They want to feel, you know, like, so I think that's the real brokenness of business travel. I, we need to do that. That's yeah. Like, you should put that in the book. That's the whole book. Like, yeah, you should write that. Book number yeah. two for Jenny. That's Jenny's second book. <laughs> Maybe. Go ahead and write the first. Get on that, Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, I, I also too want to ask you, as a dreamer, as John is a dreamer, because I see us and you guys a lot, and I think that's initially what attracted us to you is because, you know, John is the dreamer and Jeff is the dreamer, and you guys are so much alike with all your big ideas. And so, did you ever get really overwhelmed by his ideas, or was there ever a time? Because I know for me, I would just be like, like we had to start something we call the big idea folder where he had to start putting his big ideas, like writing them down and putting them in a folder and then revisiting them every two weeks. And in two weeks, if it was like still a good idea, he could tell me about it. But I got so overwhelmed by just all the ideas. Did you ever feel like that or? I mean, like it's like a firehouse. I think the worst thing would when I try to make you have a big idea. So, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I would go, but what's your dream? What's your dream? What's your dream? Like, he she'd, would guilt me into, like, why don't you have something? And she'd go, I, I live with the kids and I'm raising a family. I'd be like, no, no, that's great. But what's your big dream? Big dream? Like, that's where it's super annoying. Yeah. Part well, and, like, it can be just a fire hose of ideas. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Do Over was, like, when he wrote that oh, book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like. Available <laughs> on paperback. I mean, if you like a soft cover. Best career book ever written, according to Seth Godin. <laughs> when he was writing that book, like, I was a part of that book process. Too much. Wait, I mean, like, yes. No, so the problem there was I was suddenly left a big team and now I'm at and home. And he was used to and having like, somebody She became my coworker. <laughs> and so, like, it went right back to the fire hose to where, like, she – I was checking every decision with her, like, hey, I got this idea. Like, little stupid stuff I never would have called her about when I worked in an office. But I was here, and, and he so, was here. And so, yeah, that's where I'm actually putting that in a business video about how do you not cripple your marriage and as you grow a business, because so many marriages start out that way, and then that's all they talk about. They go on a date night, and it's like, well, what's this numbers? What's the – and it, the business dominates the whole marriage. And so I'd say we got that. Like, so with this one – about a year ago, you're like, I'm quitting the company. Like, I, I, I fired myself. I fired her pretty much. No. Um, for I, sexual harassment. <laughs> I, I, like, I was the accountant and I hired. Like, yeah, I hired an assistant. And we started I quit. With, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So Jenny hasn't even read the new book yet, which I turn in in like two weeks. She's, I'm I think so she'll glad. read it like Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's amazing. And sounds so much like us. Like I remember when Jeff and I first started working together, I quit and got fired in the same week, like at least five times. It was just, yeah, like I feel you. (laughs) But going back to what you said, because John, you said the worst part was whenever you pushed those dreams and tried to make her have these dreams or, or other dreams besides just being a mom and Something I read that you had said, Jenny, and I really I want to say this because I think it's really important and especially for women and mothers to hear because you said you get that question a lot about like what what is your passion, Jenny? We know the stuff about John, but like what about you? And so you said folks want me to say my passion is baking or sewing or photography. We all have a definition of what really counts as a passion and often it must be artistic by nature. People essentially think that you're going to respond with something that is found on Pinterest. But you know what my passion is? raising our kids, being a mom, taking care of the ACUF house. That's my definition. And I don't particularly care if other people think those passions don't count. They count to me. I refuse to believe that being a mom isn't a big enough dream. And I refuse to believe that being a mom or yeah, I refuse to believe that being a mom isn't a big enough dream. And I know like when I read that, I think that's why really just look up to you and that you guys inspire me because I think so many women do feel that way is because like right now, especially in our lives, like being a mom is what I'm being. And that's hard when you have your own ideas and creative outlets and, and things that you want to do. But like, I'm good with it. Like people will say, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I mean, I'm kind of blogging, but I'm just being a mom. Like, I just want to be present for my kids. And it's great. I mean, you don't care about that. No, I don't. And like it, I mean, early in our marriage, when John wanted me to have a dream, it was so that he could do his own thing. Like, he, you wanted me to have something so sure. you could go do your There's own like thing. There's, like, ten levels of brokenness. Yeah. Like it, was, it was a little bit more about, like, can you be busy doing something so yeah. I can be busy doing something. Yeah. But I, <laughs> like, you don't care what anyone thinks. I care what everyone thinks. Yeah. And we meet in the middle. Yeah. Because, yeah. 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 But you, I mean, you love, like, we still talk about that. Because, like... It'll be two o'clock in the afternoon and Jenny will be out in a lawn chair, like knitting. And I'll be like, so the day is done. She's like, I got what I need to get done, done. Like, yeah. I mean, finished. I made dinner. I did laundry. Did laundry, people, paid some bills. People slept and they got up. They got yeah. to school. They're about to be home in 30 minutes. I'm going to knit. Yeah. So she's, she's still. I I'm mean, not, yeah. Yeah. You're relaxed. I mean, now, I mean, every mom has their rules, right? Like I'm not watching television during the day like that would be a rule for me but yeah. i did when i had you would find that depressing yeah i like, mean now that you have a grown kids yeah yeah but like you know how it is everybody has their different rules of things that they will and won't do yeah that's true mm-hmm. yeah but, well but just I, hearing you say that like it empowered me to feel okay about i'm kind of in between you know i do in a sense care what people think but then i will speak my mind but just hearing i think it's empowering people to have somebody like you stand up and say, yeah, this is enough. Like, yeah, yeah you, you're fine. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine with that. Well, you're helping people like me. So that's good. <laughs> when you travel now, I mean, I know we have a lot of uh, couples in our group that, you know, their spouses work, they're away from each other. Are there any ways that, or what are the ways you've found to stay <coughs> connected while you two are apart? Is there anything, any rituals, any things that you do, routines that you do? Has that changed over the years? Well, I think we can get kind of independent. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's something we have to work on. Like, because when he travels a lot in the fall, it's kind of like he comes back in and messes up my mojo. That's the business travel. So they don't tell you that, that like if you're out too much, the person who's back at home figures out home and then you're like an outsider in your own home. 
and that's a weird situation. Yeah, but like I would a, say. That, I mean, we try not to let that happen, but it it has a tendency to creep in. Yeah, but I would. Say, I mean, like we have a phone call. The last thing, last thing we do that day, like you know where I'm at. Like it's yeah. not like with the kids. We don't do a lot of FaceTime. Well, and but our we're in a different stage of life. They're middle school, you yeah. know. Like, and I would say a different thing is that like. You just know if you're going to travel, there's other things you don't get to do. So, mm-hmm. like, during travel season, I don't see my friends on a Saturday and Sunday because I'm with my family. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's where the selfishness comes in is if you are traveling and you're also trying to have a life like you're not. So, I know in the fall, like... Like, we do a lot of entertaining of our friends in, like, January, which is a weird month to entertain people. But mm-hmm. we tend to have a lot of people over and have dinner with a lot of people in January because yeah. John's here that month. And, and he's already been here for a month in December. So our family feels full. And so we have time to do a lot of that kind of extra stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing in the summer. Yeah. In the summer, it's more like we're going to leave town so that we can be just, just the like we'll camp. Camping's a solution to travel where it's like, we're just the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone. So. Mm -hmm. Camping, yeah, renting an RV. I mean, these are all great things. Jenny, Jenny said she'd never rent an RV because of y'all's trip. If it's not the RV part, it's the fact that you don't ever get away from the messy RV. Yeah. You, you can the RV. I thought you guys were going to RV with us. I thought that was the next trip. <laughs> We'd have to sell a lot of books to make that happen. There, that, that RV would have to be wrapped and sponsored. You guys, good at, you guys are good at sponsored vacations, right? Like, <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> we'll be good. I'm actually trying to plan our next RV trip next year. I'm not sure if it's going to work out, but I'm trying to make it work. The She's excited about it. Part of it is not the RV part. It's the part that like you go somewhere beautiful and you have an RV. Like, like that's Jenny wants your to drive around. Yeah. You know, like that, that part is the part that's frustrating me. Yeah. It's not particularly the RV. It's the fact that when you get to Yellowstone, you're driving to Yellowstone in an RV. I'd be fine with it. <laughs> we would fight so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was that road we took in Denver or then Colorado that was like the, the million dollar highway? Million dollar highway. It's like on the edge of a cliff, and it's like where whoever we were talking to, they're like, whatever you do when you're going through this area, don't take the million dollar highway. Have you seen the movie RV with Robin Williams? Uh, no. In the movie, it's, it's the the Diablo Pass. Like it's almost like the same type of road. Yeah, <laughs> I and didn't we, know like we were on that road though. Yeah. Well, we didn't know it though. We're like on the road and we're like, this has to be it. And like, finally, after it was over, after we almost died, everybody, we were like, yeah, that was totally it. We got some good pictures though. <laughs> we did. Yeah, but it's the going up, it's the going back down part. It's all of it. No, but the going downhill with an RV and the brakes, yeah. no, we would be good. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. See, we should never do that again. You're going to do it next summer. I don't have a choice because his dreams are my dreams, John. His dreams are mine. They're, they're coming together. Leave and cleave. I'm going to take the train from Chicago to Seattle, the Empire Builder. That's, That's the like name, yeah. RVing, but you don't have to drive. And it goes through Glacier National Park. Yeah. And it like, takes like four days. It's super nice. And you nice. sleep on the train. Yeah. That would be fun when your kids are your age, when their kids yeah. are my age. Not your kids. Your no. Age. Yeah, but we'll we, just, like, we wouldn't have gone to Europe with kids young. No. We're not taking them to Hawaii. Like, no. they can go later. I haven't been to Hawaii. They don't get to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't been either. Mm-mm. That's one place we haven't been. No. Yeah. I like that idea, though. Like, they'll go when they go. We'll go first. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and then again, like, why would Hawaii on a six-year-old is like, they might as well be in a park in your town. Like, <laughs> so, Tommy, describe 10 amazing memories from being six, and you're like, eh, maybe four. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, and one of, them, one of them includes, like, going to uh, the McDonald Playland, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, I got a free cookies. The free thing, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're getting near the end of this interview. What I want to kind of end with is this is our lightning round. So uh, we basically, I know, we went to our Facebook group to ask, uh, see if they had any questions for you two. Just under 3,000 right now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's focused on the topic. That's awesome. On on marriage, yeah. People that actually want to make their marriage more. It's We were, I'm mad. I'm a dreamer, so I was hoping for 10,000. We just started it. I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's good because these people are amazing. Like, they're sharing real stuff. Make it, it's small enough that actually probably can actually talk to each other. Yeah, but dreamers like numbers. 10,000 sounds like. I got 10,000. <laughs> I get it. Oh, you dreamers. We're the realists. We're like, we're going to, he said that. I'm like, we're going to get like a thousand because I was off a little bit. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, so here's the first question for each of you. What one word would you use to describe your marriage? I'm going to say fun. I was going to say fun. Yeah! <laughs> you have to go with a different word. It's right. like the newlywed show. Thank like you just... How about spontaneous? You are. I, but see, I get the rap for being I'm not. a dreamer, but I'm very cautious. She's He's super cautious, Jenny's I'm more not. adventurous. She really is. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's risk-averse, and I'm not. Yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, I knew you were spontaneous, but I didn't know you were risk adverse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm a homebody. Jenny's like Jenny went to Budapest like two weeks ago. I saw that. I did see that. Wait, and you don't want to rent an RV? Where's the spontaneity there? Well, I mean, I watched it last time with y'all. She's like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> I ruined it. I dreamed about that. I'm like, I don't dream about that anymore. Uh. The roses. <laughs> Just get rid of a clean RV. If you get a clean one, I mean, ours was not clean. <laughs> driving it, like I like, we would fight. I feel like we're wrecking lightning round. Okay, right, yeah. back to RV once okay. again. You <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, what are the non-negotiables in your marriage? Uh, I was gonna say like chewing gum. Oh yes. <laughs> I chew- John cannot chew two pieces. If Only in the one. car, like if I have two pieces of gum, and Jenny wants to murder me. That's pretty simple non-negotiable. <laughs> a, I would say dinner together is dinner. Yeah, dinner together when we're home is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pool in the summer is a non-negotiable. Yeah, you better carry my cooler. Like we go like. <laughs> what, what else is a non-negotiable? Um, I think those are pretty good ones. I, I think that's why we're podcasting now with you guys in December because originally yeah. you're like not during pool season. <laughs> we're like, let's do it July Fourth, and I was like, what? Your time. <laughs> Who does summer stuff? <laughs> All right. This one is from Rochelle. What is the best small way you show your love to your spouse that has a big impact? I know mine. You. Ah, uh, coffee? You make coffee for Yeah. Me. <laughs> I know all this stuff. <laughs> he makes coffee. When he's in town, he makes coffee the night before. And so then it, it's ready in the morning and it's. I would say one for you is there's always a backup of the thing that just ran out. Yeah. So is. like, if I'm like, oh, we're out of eggs, she's like, ah, I got some more. Like, and there's eggs, and so like, there's always. Yeah, it, like it's kind of like 
it's like a game for me. Like I won like ten points that day if I have the secondary yeah. thing. But same with like <laughs> same day laundry service. Yeah. So like if I work out at six a.m. and then at well, five, they're, they're gross. Like. They gotta go right move. At five, those same clothes are already clean and I'm putting them away. And so like that same day, I mean, that's better than most laundromats. That's pretty good. But you put them away yourself, John? Yeah. That's even better. That changed like a year ago. A year ago? About a year ago, I stopped putting your clothes away altogether. Jenny's retired from a lot of things. I have. I'm almost 40. You retired from a lot of things. I love it. Okay, so here, this will be this will be the last one. Okay. So what is the number one thing that you would tell your younger self about how to make your marriage more? That's a good counsel. I like that one. Younger selves. I would say like before we had kids, like we should have like we should have camped a lot more. Do more fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like we should have done things that we couldn't do for that next four or five years. We should have done a lot more of that. I would say hang out with fun people that are where you want to be. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. seek couples that you're like, oh, they're awesome. Like let's like, hang out. And I don't mean like seek old wise couple. That's not fun. Like I mean couples <laughs> that are a couple years ahead of you. Yeah. That or you your know. peers that you like your marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you like their marriage and you know they like each other. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, I want to spend more time around them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think of all the times like it was cold and we just went to the mall to get out, get our walk around. <laughs> Terrible. Like, why weren't we snowshoeing? Or snow- <laughs> it was like all these yeah. things. It was such a waste. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd say that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, younger selves. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, once again, we want to say thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. It's fun. For burning the midnight oil with us. Yeah. Yeah. This is way past my bedtime. Yeah. No. It's super late. <laughs> what time do your kids get up? We get them up at 6 45. Which, yeah. is, which is really like 7.05 by the time they actually roll out of bed. Middle school, we have to get up at 5.45. Oh. That's you get silly. Class at 6.26. We start an hour earlier than the national average. It's awful. Really? And you want us to move to Nashville? No. You can homeschool. I don't know. <laughs> do whatever. your life. Yeah, yeah, you be around like you just bump into Michael Hyatt. Forget just on the podcast. Like you see him at a coffee shop and he says something. I just carry my portable recorder with me. Just happen. You see, you see people. Yeah, it'll happen at some. Uh, maybe it won't. Who knows? Illinois is great too. Maybe. Yeah, until about an hour ago, but. Yeah, you're like wherever you live. You know, it's. I got the eye right. I always think it's Indiana. I think it's because Jeff wears like Hoosiers clothing. That looks like a Hoosiers shirt. Is it maroon? It is maroon. Yeah, yeah. it's not an Indiana shirt, but I could wear it at Indiana game and pass as a Hoosier fan. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's it. Mandy, are you on a shorter chair? Yeah, he's standing, but I don't stand during podcasts. I sit. She sits at my standing because desk. who stands? I mean, at a standing desk. He you makes just, fun of me. Yeah, he just looks way shorter. Right Here, I'll show you. Look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's more what I'm used to. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely 9 o'clock. I was definitely not standing. I have occasionally stood, but... Yeah. Well, no, this was fun. We yeah. Friends well, Jenny never does this, but this was... Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys doing it. When will it air? Um, Great question. I'd say, when do you need it to air, Mr. I Have I a New Book? I don't really have anything specific. No. Just no. when, yeah. 
I don't. I mean, if Jenny's book was on its way out, then maybe I would. I would try. <laughs> I know that's coming out. I'd say probably in the new year. I mean, early, like yeah, the second week of January. Whatever sure. works for y'all. Yeah, we don't yeah. care. Yeah. We'll let you know for sure. There's no Christmas back here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's good. I, things we've said tonight are timeless. That's wow. true. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you again. This has been exactly what we knew it would be. So we appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, we'll see you guys in Nashville next time you visit. Um, yeah, when are you here next? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Probably soon because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's a season. It's been six months, I feel like. Yeah. So we'll definitely we'll definitely get a hold of you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a pool in our neighborhood. House. You have a pool at yeah, your house. Uh, I would I would show it to you, but it's dark <laughs> and it's covered. You have a jacuzzi? No. That's no, but you guys should come visit us. Uh, we're so often in that part of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> You could just drive to Indiana and then you'd feel like you were visiting us anyway. In Peoria? Are you near Peoria? No. no that's, that's like, like five hours. hours. That's that far. Yeah, how many hours do you guys are in Carter's, Cartersville? Carterville, Carter. mm-hmm. Oh. How we're, far is that from here? Three hours. Well, uh, doable. Three and a half Franklin. You could totally come to our pool. Yeah, I would love it. Yes. You, you like it. And like when pool. you're here, we can look at RVs. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will. We will make sure that we tell everybody where to find your books. <laughs> yeah, tell us if, if uh, people want to learn more about you and Jenny's new book coming out. Acuff.me, me, right? And Twitter, John Acuff, no H, J O N A C U F F. Actually, I have one final question. Like, what is the average time that it takes you to publish a witty tweet? It depends if I've been thinking about it for a while. At, at, we figured out the average. It's terrible. It's not. I mean, it's just it takes time for it to be good. Well, it takes like we just we figured out it takes about fifteen minutes on average. No, it's the. It, it was like six minutes because you didn't check the result. But I'll chew on the idea for a while until I can find the right phrasing, and that's like that's not the right phrasing. But my point is, he's not. They are sometimes for 15 minutes. Yeah. What's <laughs> You know, because he's there, but his brain, his eyes are looking up in his brain. Yeah, there's one I'm thinking of right now that I was thinking about today that I was just like, it's not, it's not right yet. So, and I, I know it, but it's not. But we not did there. the math once on like, if <laughs> the average was, what we say, it was like six minutes and oh, it's, based on it's the it's number of like tweets he said. So many days. It's like, it's like three years. Like, like yeah. <laughs> three years of time. It's worked out, though. I'm home on 9 o'clock doing podcasts. <laughs> Making that, huh? Moving unit. What we, we got perfect for after Christmas. Yeah. What? Do we tell him yet that we don't actually publish the video part of this? Uh, let's, let, let's let him keep going. Let him think that it is. I, I took a screenshot. holding up a book in my hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> Andy, we'll let you get to bed. Three All right. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Make sure we retweet. We, I'll retweet it. You know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with kids. Uh, <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.